everyone, and welcome to episode seven, six, the latest episode of the GDG cast. I just said it and I just forgot it. Uh, where uh, I'm your host, Derek Pittner, and I'm joined this time by Steve Bowling and Daniel Alba. Uh, welcome, both of you. And it is another week, and Ash is once again gone. The boy is abandoning us. That is, that is not true. He's, <laughs> off, at a, he's off at a con with his dad, having a good time. Uh, John still being a father and Brandon uh, getting some extra work done. So uh, there is all that. Uh, so yes, welcome everyone to another episode of the GVG cast where got some interesting things to talk about this week. But before, of course, we get to all that, uh, I, let's go ahead and jump into uh, thanking our sponsor. That way we don't forget about that as well. So yes, as always, this week we are sponsored by The Game Orb, which is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming system. All games like Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu can be seen on the channel along with others. Uh, they've also added Splatoon 3, Super Mario Sunshine, and Fall Guys to the gaming collection. Uh, you can also They are also looking into uh, starting up their own Twitch channel very soon. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And that'll, of course, be at the Game Orb as well. So keep an eye out. And of course, be sure to subscribe to them at the link in the description. And uh, just check them out in general because they have been supporting us since the beginning. They are very, very kind people, person. Yeah. And yeah, you should just uh, support them as best as you can because it is always, always appreciated. So thank you so much, Game Orb. And uh, yeah, just hope you have a good one. And since Ash is not here again, I missed out on our patron birthday shout outs. And we have quite a few to get through uh, this time around with uh, DJ uh, Her Kirschman, uh, who had their birthday on July 15th. Summoner's Faith, who had theirs on the 17th. Simfan, who had theirs on the 18th. And Chill Jill, who had theirs on the 26th. And... We actually have a uh, Kevin, somebody in the uh, YouTube chat, Kevin Clayton. Uh, it's their 25th birthday today. Oh, and they got happy Ratchet birthday. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on Steam. So oh. birthdays all around. Happy oh, birthday to so all of you. Many. Really do appreciate it. Happy yeah, happy birthdays. birthday. And that's a good-ass birthday gift. Yeah. I, I, I love I It's still one of my favorite games on the system. Yeah, ag agreed. There's there's a mm -hmm. lot there to to love, and and the Steam port is actually really really good. I, I hope to talk about it more later, but there's, yeah, they they did good with this one. This isn't The Last of Us again. <laughs> that's that's definitely good. That's <laughs> definitely good. But yeah, uh, Steve, what have you been up to? It feels like it's been forever since we talked. Yeah, <laughs> since we, have, yeah, you, we have, keep have missing each one. other. We're like ships in the night lately. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've got some life stuff going on that I'm not ready to, to discuss publicly, which has kept me away from gaming way more than I'd like. Um, but I'm slowly, slowly making my way back. Uh, this week in particular, uh, I played a lot of Pikmin 4, which I've been enjoying a lot for me this <laughs> around this time being like a handful of hours. Um, and I've been playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on PC. Uh, so Sony sent me a code for that uh, on release day. And I, I checked it out for maybe the last like 24 hours. Uh, and I I actually played it on my Steam Deck. And I oh. particularly enjoyed it there. It, on PC, uh, it, it's not a better experience than PS5. But on Steam Deck, you kind of get that weird feeling of like you're willing to overlook some quirks because it's so small. You're like, you get that switch feeling of like, okay, well, you know, the portals aren't super instant, but 
I'm playing it in a handheld. And so to me, that part is, is really magical. I'm going to do a video on how it feels to play it on the Steam Deck next week. But um, yeah, a lot of time with that. And it just reminds me of how much I love that game. Like, like you said, Derek, one of the best games on the PS5, even now, like three years after or two years after its release. Mm, absolutely. What about you, Daniel? What have you been up to? Oh, man. So, um, a game I played was just nothing but Pikmin 4. I 100% it <laughs> Pikmin 4. That game has so much more content than you can expect there to be. I'm at about 40 hours in uh, 100% God. that game. It is huge. It is pretty much Pikmin 1 plus 2 plus 3, like, HD Turbo Remix over here. It is so amazingly packed with different kinds of content. Um, it's like despite the fact that it's kind of easy like there is the difficult content if you go looking for it there is like some of the hardest content you can find in some of the uh in pigment series especially if you're going for like being a, a perfectionist with these uh rankings that they do but yeah fantastic game had an amazing time with it uh still posting little fun little clips i, I took while on while just exploring that like with the uh, uh some very cool musical references in the game as well but uh yeah that was the majority of what I've been playing, I'll probably jump back into Final Fantasy 16 now that this is all over because I wanted to give Pikmin my attention. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, aside from that, uh, it was it's a side note, but uh, I was watching yesterday the Mother Direct happened yesterday, the annual Mother Direct, oh. and I can announce that Cody, um, who runs it, um, asked me to do the new intro graphics, the logo for the Mother Direct, the transitional graphics, and also oh. like their logo for the Mother Mother Like RPG Bash, which is a collection of games that are nice. uh, heavily inspired by Mother. Uh, he asked me to do that at the beginning of the year, and I finally got to see it all just kind of play out, and it was really cool to do to be a part of that. And it's a good direct. It's a lot of creative and awesome projects in there, including like remakes of. Well, like, yeah, like reimaginings of Mother 1 and 2 and just a lot of cool fan projects uh, in, in development in indie titles. There's some demos available. Uh, it's just a really cool event to uh, be a part of. So, yeah, that was, that was that's pretty much been my week. That's awesome. Congrats yeah. on that, really. Yeah. Uh, for me, I guess the big thing I accomplished was uh, part two of Zelda is yes. now live. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to check mm -hmm. out the retrospective yet, part of the, the, the you know, second part of that complete history where I cover five games in, <laughs> uh, you know, hour and 20 minutes, you know, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's funny that two of the games featured there uh, got released recently, but we'll get into that as far when we get into the news. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out part two if you hadn't had a chance, haven't had a chance yet. Uh, so 20 games to go. <laughs> we'll get, we're getting there. Oh we're getting there. I, I'm getting some short things, uh, ready to go just because with John not here and, and, uh, to have his extra videos to cover while I do all the insane research, I want to take some time to, uh, just have some extra content in there. And, uh, one of the other things that I'm in, including in that, and I, I, I feel like I can announce it here because we've already started it and we've let the, uh, patrons know, um, so I wanted to start a new idea for the channel uh, that we could do each week uh, called the NSO Game Club, where if you are part of the live audience tier or above mm -hmm. on our Patreon, you can join us as we uh, randomly pick a game from the NSO, both the normal and expansion pass, uh, have a, a lineup of, of uh, 
guest, uh, give our preconceptions about the game, whether we played it before, any knowledge on it, whatever it can be, and uh, then take a week, play the game, come back the following week, give our thoughts on the full game after playing it, and then pick the next one with our next set of guests. Uh, so that is our setup. And the first game that came up, of course, was a long RPG. We're not playing through the whole thing, oh, but uh, we're, we're going to play through uh, at least the first three chapters. Uh, if, if we can, you know, everybody, everybody can at least manage it, I think. And uh, we're playing Shining Force. So uh, that'll hopefully be out relatively soon. So you can look forward to that. But I just, if you wanted to follow us along from the beginning, I just wanted to give that a shout out so you can start playing Shine, Shining Force if you want to join us for this game club as we talk about each of these. And these will be, uh, these discussions will be uh, streamed live for our patrons if you want to take part in that as well. So, um, yeah, <laughs> look forward to that. Uh, otherwise, um, oh, yeah, the other big thing I want to shout out is that currently the uh, charity room guys are doing their annual fund the charity room uh, thing where they're doing uh, just raising money, raising money currently going on uh, this weekend, the following weekend. And I have a several runs in that tomorrow. I'm going to be doing a uh, Meta Nightmare Race in Kirby Superstar Ultra. I've never played it before, so I'm probably going to lose terribly. But hey, tune in for that if you'd like to see me race. And I think actually, Steve, you have some charity stuff coming up too. I do. Uh, so I got invited to do a charity stream for uh, Trans Lifeline with um, Cat Bailey for Acts of the Blood God. So they're doing a, I believe it's a 24-hour charity stream. So I'm just showing up for part of it. Um, I will be playing, I believe it's, oh gosh, what is it? it? The game has castle in the name. They're just like, Hey, you want to do something with us? And I was like, sure. And then I asked, what is it? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so let me look here. Uh, it is, I will be playing King of the castle at, um, let's look what at the, the time heck here. Is that? <laughs> I, I don't huh. know. It's like a browser based game, but it's at, um, 3 PM Pacific tomorrow that I'll be playing that. Uh, with Cat and the rest of the folks uh, for Trans Lifeline. So if you want to watch me play a game I've never played before and support a good cause, I will be there uh, with them. So it's you can check out my Twitter for details or Cat. doing or the Axe. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of us playing a game we've never played before. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's all, it's all for a good reason. You can watch me flounder yeah. for a good cause. <laughs> exactly. Man, I wish I could be part of more races. I haven't. We haven't done any like video game. I haven't done we, any video game races since we did the Sonic races for uh, our 100th anniversary or 100 subscription uh, celebration. 100, yeah, 100. So, yeah, 100. Yeah, 100,000 yeah. 100, subs. I would like we, to get back to those. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm sure there's some ideas. I think 150k uh, baby, get us there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think a fun one to do for that would be if it was like crowd controlled. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a that, great that'd be a probably be the best way to do it. Because <laughs> you guys love messing with us. You just you know that's it. true. That's true. All those penalties y'all heaped on us were, were inventive <laughs> yeah. and terrifying. Yeah, that'll definitely be an easier way to keep track of it because cloud control is uh, pretty intuitive in what it can do. So nice. yeah, I'm down for it. Definitely. Perfect. As far as what I've been playing, mainly Shining Force. Like I said, I want to get to uh, FF16 and uh hopefully and still i i desperately very minorly chipping away at zelda <laughs> i i desperately want to get hooked by ff16 i've tried twice now to like get let it get its hooks into me and i make it a little further each time but it just hasn't hasn't gotten me to that point yet where i have to see what happens next and i know it'll happen eventually because i love final fantasy but uh 16 I'm, I'm having a harder time connecting with and and huh. i i would say that's just 
I'm very early in the game still. So yeah, I've seen some story I, elements yeah. where I'm like, I want to know what that is, but I just haven't like, it hasn't gotten me fully to the point where I can't put it down. I have saw somebody describe it, which I was like, interesting where what people expect game of Thrones, what people get final fantasy DBZ. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay. Fair. I, I did an icon battle and I was like, holy crap. I was like, this is nuts. Uh, oh, if you're early game, uh, that one was probably nothing compared to the ones you're in for later on in the game. Oh man. I, I, I can't, yeah, the icon battles are some of the biggest spectacles I think Final Fantasy has ever achieved, and it's just anime wow. ridiculous. Oh man, okay, <laughs> that, that's a glowing endorsement for me. That, that's exactly what I want to hear. So, I, I may have to find some time for it. Like I said, Pikmin 4 this weekend, and then as I get closer to like, uh, you know, to finding free time, then I'm probably going to try to hunker down and just play the heck out of Final Fantasy 16 because I do, I don't want to leave it behind i don't want it to be consigned to my backlog so i, I do want to mm -hmm. actually get to it and play it yeah yeah same here same here uh well before we get to the news this week uh we got a bunch of super chats thank you so much for all, all of you for being so generous yeah. first up uh jaden buck with five dollars saying crazy question fridays uh crazy question number 92 we're getting so close to number 100 what types of retro technology do you think deserve to make a comeback oh i've got one for this uh, just because, you know, our, our pal over at Digital Foundry, John Linneman, has convinced me of this over the years. CRTs. Like, yeah, it, it, even not oh, yeah. just for retro gaming, I've seen PS5 games on CRTs and they look striking. Like, I would like mm -hmm. to have it as an option where I don't have to go thrifting to find one of them. Never thought about that. Um, retro tech. I honestly don't know. Oh, Squire in our in our live audience chat has a good one. Multicolored transparent hardware. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's always a common one. That's always fun. I was just talking about yeah. my old like wireless VTech phone I had as a teenager in the 90s. It was like blue <laughs> and you could see all the guts. Uh, I loved those. But honestly, the thing I was most attached to in that trend was the um, I, I don't remember what they called it here. Glacier blue the Game Boy Advance, like the OG yes. launch model. Oh, Nintendo, bring <laughs> that back, man. I would buy a Switch that looked like that in a heartbeat. That would be cool. Uh. Anyway, that next up is Disney Duncan with $5 saying, had a weird feeling in my head. Thankfully, the doctor said it wasn't life-threatening. Getting better, too. Well, that's oh, wow. good. Thing. Glad that's you're feeling all right. No. Glad you're on the Jeez. mend. Yeah, that. Yeah. if you think something is wrong with your body, it's better to go get it checked and be told it's nothing serious than to let it sit. So good on you, Disney Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blind Man V2 with $5 as well. Thank you so much. Saying, hey, JVD, what are your opinions on MMOs and ARPGs like Diablo 4, Guild Wars 2, Path of Exile, and the like? Thoughts on connecting online to be with fam? I, I um, do that all the time. <laughs> I mainly just play, uh, at this point, just Final Fantasy XIV. That, I don't really play any of those others. Mm. Um, so, but I, I like fourteen. Right. <laughs> I think I think that MMOs have have become such a sprawling category that it's hard to just broadly say you like them or you don't like them. Uh, it's like saying you like anime and then not specifying. <laughs> there's a lot of there, there's a lot of nuance there. Um, but I would say the idea of playing online with people as long as it's friends and not and not randoms. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Jacob Tucker with two dollars saying, "I'm back, y'all. Super Nintendo World was awesome. Well, I am very jealous. So congrats yeah. on that. I still haven't gone. I know. Man, right? Same. Daniel, you're you're geographically aside from Ash, the closest one to it." Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there, there are young kids in your house. You have an excuse. <laughs> I know. They well, we have that excuse. Yet. Yet. <laughs> They'll go to like Disney World Japan instead. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna stay here and and work on stuff like a, a responsible adult instead of having fun at, <laughs> at theme parks. Aww. We we need to plan a GVG field trip at some point and just go. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lizard81288 with a $2 super chat as well. Thank you so much saying there's a Twisted Metal show and it's good. Is rev- Are reviews out for that yet? I've seen yeah, uh, I don't know. trailers and it always looks eh. I mean, I like Twisted Metal, but eh? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I've not seen reviews, but if hey, I'm glad you're enjoying it at the very least. Um, yeah. Then we have uh, Kibbs McGibbs, great name. Uh, with the $5 Super Chat, thank you so much. Saying, long-time fan of GVG, finally able to catch one live. Welcome. Do any of y'all have any thoughts on the new Jujutsu Kaisen Arena Fighter by Bandai Namco? I have not watched Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you, Steve? I have not, but I will say this. I love a good Bamco Arena Fighter. Like, get, I'm I'm waiting, even though I hate Boruto. Don't at me. Uh, I want that Naruto cross Boruto Arena Fighter that's just a retread of the, you know, Ultimate Ninja Storm series. I'll take it. I, I can't wait to play it. Um, yeah, this is just another thing that I want to play. Like, I, I liked Demon Slayer, uh, even though I think that was Sega. But it was the same development house. Like, Bamco doesn't mm-hmm. develop these. I think it's Dimps that doesn't. Um, but yeah, all, all good stuff. Um, once I get around to reading Jujutsu Kaisen and figuring out if I like it, then I'll try the game. <laughs> I've heard good things, so... Me too. I, I just yeah. haven't had time. I've got that... It, it's intimidating in the same way One Piece is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Uh, Geisel Di- Di- Diesel, I'm going to guess what the name is. I'm going to go with the rhyming. With a $2 super chat saying, Steve streamed from a tub. How about the roof? Steve? Listen, man. Okay, so we... It's, we it's gotta, Arizona, so I think that's a bad idea. We got to include a little bit of context and history behind this. I said slam in a $69 super chat and i'll stream from a tub that was not risky to my health <laughs> uh if i i would put a price on that if y'all are really interested in making it happen i i i've got the technology i can oh do this God. uh but it is arizona and it is 115 degrees outside you want me to stream on the roof we're, we're getting into the hundreds of dollars <laughs> seriously i've i've read i've saw a headline saying people that fell on the sidewalk or slipped and fell on the sidewalk in arizona are going to the hospital with burns yeah that happens yeah. here <laughs> so if you know if you send that super chat you are personally responsible for potentially melting a man so that's just right keep that in mind <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if I if if I'm allowed to do it in a colder climate and and the price is right, I'll travel for that. <laughs> I'll stream. I'll go. stream from Daniel's roof in the Bay Area if you want that. <laughs> what do you want from me, people? Your potential death, apparently. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> for oh the greater God. good. All right, one last one, but uh, two two more before we uh, switch over to go to the news. There's still plenty more, but we will get to those uh, very soon. Uh, Storysmith with $10. Uh, thank you so much saying, got got off work. Uh, the Rogers Base live stream starts. It just finished, and two minutes later, GVG podcast uh, starts. 
call that perfect timing. Yeah, I'd say that worked. You just flow one right into the other. Yeah, yeah, welcome. that's awesome. There you go. And then a drink to the past with just two dollars, and it's appreciated nonetheless. Thank you so much. Hope you're having a great day. And uh, yeah, let's get to the news. And the I'd say the big one, but eh, this is this is a me thing. This is a me one for the news to start <laughs> off because I watched it. Um, I, I watched the, the keynote live. But yes, the next expansion for Final Fantasy 14 has been revealed called Dawn Trail. Uh, and it's uh, th- there's also other big news from it. More, some of it's more granular in terms of stuff for Final Fantasy 14 fans. I'm not going to get into that. The big thing to note for this one is that it is the beginning of a new uh, arc for the series because from the time it first began in 1.0 to Endwalker, that was one complete arc. This is a brand new start for the series, and uh, they're they're calling it taking it easy. Like it's more like a, a, a summer vacation type thing. And uh, it seems to be based around the uh, South America uh, locations. Like they added a new continent and it looks to be based around South America. Uh, Looking pretty cool, to be honest. Uh, Potentially the biggest thing, though, finally coming to Xbox Series X and S. They're expanding the player base. That is only a good thing. And uh, that's that's more opportunities for more people to play it. Uh, Open beta coming in... uh, early next year i want to say it, it, it say it is so yeah uh really really good stuff looking there and uh yeah i i, I think it looks pretty great uh but i'm also like two arcs behind uh, two expansions behind i'm still catching up but you know coming to a new system is a big deal yeah i mean it, it's a whole new player base and i think that's exciting it becomes a bit more accessible uh you know and and I know personally, like, one of the things that I do with my friends is we'll boot up, like, one console and we'll just, like, be on voice chat trying to figure out what the hell we're all going to play. And having, you know, often that console ends up being Xbox just because of Game Pass. So we, we kind of just start browsing around like there's, you know, all these channels and nothing on, right? And I could see Final Fantasy fourteen being a place I land now that it's on Xbox. Just being like, hey, screw it. Let's log in and screw around in that. Like we played PSO on Xbox the other day. Had a terrible time. Oh, they, but we tried. <laughs> had a terrible time. Why'd you have a terrible time? I've, I've left that game for like a year. And so I just don't remember what I'm doing anymore. And, oh, and so it's just been a while. And, and I had that kind of fatigue of like trying to remember all the systems and how to do everything. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. If, if Final Fantasy's on the Xbox, maybe that'll just be the MMO. I start playing on it. I mean, there there is one of the things they do have coming back uh, coming up is they're they're upping the graphical quality. Ooh, There's a nice. So they're they're uh, expanding upon that, making more available. Um, it, it's uh, there's there's some good artwork in here. There's uh, of course, two more job classes coming. Uh, Yoshi P likes to do this thing where he teases the new job classes by wearing shirts at these keynotes. And his tease for this one was wearing a TMNT Mutant Mayhem shirt. I have no idea. Like, there's, I'm pretty sure there's already a ninja. So I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. What, I Somebody might know. I, I have no idea what that is. But um, yeah, I it, it's... <clears throat> coming out soon uh highly recommend it trying it if you haven't already but i know it is also one of those con uh consumers your life thing um yeah realm reborn yeah. definitely is a bit slow but things do pick up with each expansion uh, it, it, it it's one of those things where 
this is establishing the world. Then we get to expand upon uh, beyond it. Um, but there is uh, actually people since people in the uh, <laughs> the uh, live audience are talking about it. One other thing they did announce was they're having a crossover with Fall Guys. Final Fantasy 14 theme stuff is coming to Fall Guys as part of one of their season pass things. So there's that. But even more hilarious is that there is a gold saucer in Final Fantasy 14 where you can play mini games in order to earn MGP uh, gold saucer points and you can get special stuff like that. They're adding a Fall Guys mode to it. Oh, wow. That you actually play in the the game. It's very odd, but it's going to be going to be fun. It's, it's, it's really it's all right you got me to play fall guys because that <laughs> looks better than their platforming mini game that they have in the game have in it so they are oh and yeah I thought, I thought the biggest news for fall guys was that pac-man just came out on as, as, as a <laughs> yeah yeah in in 14 if you go to this from the way it seems if you go to final fantasy 14 and uh you know head head in there, there eventually there will be a game that you can play that is just fall guys with 32 players playing their final fantasy characters running through those types of op- obstacles that's <laughs> something uh oh my goodness yep and then i i almost forgot about this from a watcher they extended the free child the, they changed the meme where it's you know the whole thing was like you play the award-winning uh up the awards winning winning heaven's ward now you get to play up to the second expansion stormblood which is where i just finished i'm ready to head into shatterbringers and from what i understand if you get to the end of stormblood there's a hell of a hook for shadowbringers that makes you will probably pull in a lot of people if they get that far but hey you guys can play cool with your friends <laughs> up until like for a good chunk of hours i'm, I'm down can, to try that i i will can. probably take that on i i did a little bit of the game way back when uh square enix was nice enough to send us like like game game time codes i think it was for like a month or two here and there for a while and i Mm -hmm. tried it at that point and i was like oh that's rad i like this but i just had too much other stuff going on and couldn't keep going but uh Uh, with a free trial that big i'll probably hop back in and give it another shot there's there's a lot and yeah i i'm personally i'm uh just finishing up the there's uh a section of what's called alliance raids which is basically just like huge amounts of players all fighting similar things at the same time uh this one is based around um Ivalice. so you actually had they actually brought in Ma- oh. uh, matsuno to write a kind of canon new canon ending to final fantasy tactics that actually oh, ties that it in with final so fantasy 12. Too. so what? that's been pretty interesting and um I uh, th- then I'm going to be jumping into Shadowbringers and streaming a whole that whole thing. So that'll be fun to see. But uh, yeah, that's wow. that's 14. I don't want to draw draw it too long because I know I'm the only one who plays, and I know there's a lot of our audience is like not their thing. Yeah, I can finally catch up to Derek. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just go off about Final Fantasy 14. And I can't do a segment about Genshin Impact. All right, I see how it is. We're about, <laughs> yeah. to, have a whole, we're about to have a whole new region introduced in that. No, it's, just, it's not. It's not big enough news for this audience. I guess it's fine. I mean, we need to get Daniel doing t- ads for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Daniel. We just need you. Need, just need the host, and you get to pick the news. Apparently, yeah. I'll host the <laughs> DVD cast if anyone trusts me with that. That's. <laughs> 
That's okay because uh, this next one, I, well, I feel like Daniel will have more to say. I don't know about Steve, but uh, <laughs> in Sakurai's latest YouTube video, he revealed that he actually has no successor in, for Super Smash Bros. He hasn't really taken on anybody to uh, handle the series after he's gone because he can't imagine this series without himself. I watched this video actually like I knew this was going to come up. I was like, I better watch this thing twice. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I, I watched it obviously, you know, other, other corners of the Nintendo focused internet have been popping off about this all day. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting. I thought one, it was really compelling that he was able to talk about ultimate that way. Like that. He's not under NDA still. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and two, I find it very interesting how non-Nintendo-like it is for them to not have an heir apparent to the franchise set up. Because, like, you think about Zelda and Mario, they've been bringing up people to take Miyamoto's spot. And, and that's happened twice now for those franchises. Yeah. Whereas Smash has no one and is arguably more important, bottom line-wise, than, than Mario or Zelda. By themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I feel like that's the case. But I mean, Iwata kind of laid it out that is like, uh, if you're not with the whole brawl thing, it was like, if you're not part of this, I can just see it being this, the scope being significantly smaller uh, because there was just these unique difficulties and challenges behind developing the, the brawl at the time. So Sakurai was like, well, if I'm going to want this done right, I got to do it myself. It feels like it's the whole situation with... Um, uh, Kojima in Metal Gear Solid. Right. Because he always said, I'm going to retire and let somebody else take up. And then nobody really stepped up. And I wonder if that's the case where nobody's really stepped up in the same way that they're satisfied with. I love how Iwata was essentially recruiting Sakurai like Nick Fury out of nowhere saying, we're going to we have to do Smash Brothers for the next iteration. Uh, almost not exactly i wouldn't say threatening but saying that if he doesn't get involved it's pretty much just going to be melee with no improvements to the characters into brawl and he was in soccer is like uh no that's not even a sequel <laughs> at that point yeah so it's such a unique situation for sakurai because it's a freelance team that gathers like over 100 people to work on brawl uh uh it's for such a, a series that has at this point like i can't imagine it without sakurai either like I don't know who can take on the directing position to to manage all these different games and series put together in one place. Maybe he has a protege that we don't know about that's working around. He doesn't want to say anything because that's putting way too much pressure on somebody. Because when there is a new director for the series, at some point, they're going to be under an insurmountable amount of pressure. Because uh, I, I feel like it's it's an artist thing. Like... He has. Mm -hmm. I mentioned this in our um, discussion for Smash for 3DS as well. He has such a heavy imprint on the Smash Brothers series that it's hard to just, as an artist, imagine somebody else taking the reins as a director. Right. And mm -hmm. just having something done in your vision is so important. And Nintendo also realizes that not only is he just, you know, the one that is partly partially what makes Smash Brothers what it is, but it's just, yeah, it's partly the artist's uh, uh, conundrum. Like, like I want to see this done the way that I think it can be done. I'm the only one that can probably make it the way that I envision it. And it, it's hard to pull away from that. He's also kind of taking a bullet when it comes to another smash. If 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 he is making another smash, 
in the refuses to hand over the reins. Like Nintendo's like, we want to have a new Smash for this new system, and he's is like, well, I I can't see anybody else running this. I will do it myself. If if that situation happens, he is in a very difficult uh, position after Ultimate. Because oh, go there ahead, is sorry. no way they can have as many characters. So there's either like he either finds a way to do that or he finds he has to be at the uh, head of the pack to take that criticism for the change in direction that then somebody else can pull from that and expand upon it. Mm-hmm. So because to have somebody new come up uh, after ultimate that they have no chance in hell. Let's be honest. They're going to be criticized like crazy sakurai is going to be criticized like crazy based on changes he's worked up a lot of goodwill but you know how the internet is if they're not happy they will Mm -hmm. yeah i mean this this has become almost a perennial discussion among among youtubers like us right about what happens now like what happens next after ultimate um and one of the things that i find interesting is sakurai's kind of market change in tone because he is very kojima like in the sense that uh, when Kojima was working on Metal Gear, after each one, he'd be like, this is the last one, I'm done. And then, you know, he'd famously come back and do another one. And Sakura used to do the same thing. Like, he would do, do Smash and be like, I don't know that I can do another one. I don't know that I have another one in me. And then he'd inevitably return. Uh, this time, he's, like, very openly saying, oh, I'll be back. Like, if they let me, I want to work with Nintendo again. I want to do the next Smash. And that, to me, is very interesting. Um Obviously, we don't know what the next Smash will be. Sakurai doesn't even know what the next Smash will be yet. Um, but he seems to kind of validate the line of thinking that some of us have in the community that the next Smash has to be something very different because you, you've kind of perfected the formula with Ultimate or X as you know, it's known in Japan. Um or no, special. Sorry, I, I got at the beginning. He's talking about brawl, and he's doing the X, and it just threw oh, me yeah, off. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah. After after Smash Ultimate, um, you know, like how do you how do you take it further? How do you make it better in in an objective way? I think that the right move, at least for me, and I've said this before, is probably to reinvent it in some way. Like whether that's just completely reinventing the original characters' move sets or or doing something like that. But I think smash is ripe for something big to change with it after this and i do think that it would be kind of messed up for somebody other than sakurai to inherit the issue of trying to figure out how to iterate upon what i think most people would agree is the best smash of all time yeah Yeah. i I can't imagine it being it's hard to imagine it being something that's just iterative, iterative iterative of um ultimate like it has to be at this point, some kind of reboot because there's a lot of characters that just need a complete refresh of their movesets that they've been clinging on to since literally Smash Brothers on the 64. Like, there's a lot of creativity that can be done with that. And just, you know, just a way to just refresh the formula as well. Um, but whether or not that's, like, <laughs> in the cards anytime soon is probably way off to seeing anything like that for, for whatever for whatever future this series takes. But, I would yeah, expect it, it for a while. Yeah, it's pretty much like what Adrian Numa had said in the video uh, that he can't imagine the series without him for his direction and his creative processes. So it's it's, it's hard to imagine the series without him, at least at this point right now. Um, whatever happens after the reboot, well, we'll see if there is a reboot, if there's whatever, whatever might happen from here on. Hmm. 
Ash over here. Yeah. 87 fighters isn't enough. Get out of here, Ash, with your trash take. <laughs> <laughs> Let oh the man God. rest. Uh, he, the man even did a $5 super chat saying gutted that, that I have to miss this Smash conversation. Y'all are having entirely too much fun without without. Ash, him. don't pay your own company money. That's, that's, going, to, that's going to me, right? So <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're going to refund that one, If you want to pay us, Paulson. just pay us. <laughs> hey, if you want to give you, us five bucks, just show up with a dollar twenty-five each. Just, just Venmo me, Ash. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll read whatever you want if it comes through Apple Pay, man. Oh, my God. Do you want to pay um, me to stream from the roof, Ash? It's an option we'll, for you. <laughs> we'll see how that whole thing goes. But uh, next bit of news, Smash-related. Don't have to focus on this too much. But Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 was revealed, got its announcement trailer. Uh, two new confirmed characters are Squidward and Jimmy Neutron, and they have a story mode and basically promising all the things that honestly should have been there for the first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did we get... Uh, so I'll, I'll be honest. I did not follow the news of this game. Did we get confirmation that there's voice acting in this one? Yes. Yes, but the voice oh. acting was added via update in the first one. So right, I, I fell off the first one so quick. I think the thing that bothered mm. bothered me the most was the wonky physics, and because it's so Smash like, the it accentuated all the things about it that didn't feel like Smash. And so I'm hopeful. Mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest. Just just rip Smash off a little bit more, and and you yeah. might be onto something. Yeah, there, there are some. <laughs> There are some technical cha technical changes, like there's actually hit stun, so that there's probably going to be actual impact impact when you hit a character, unlike Ooh. when you just hit someone, they kind of just fly away and float away. So there is some notes taken from Smash Brothers already. Maybe they've been watching Sakurai's videos talking about impact right. and all that stuff. I'm <laughs> like, you know, maybe we should write that down, write that down. <laughs> Let's get the SpongeBob meme in there. Um, I, I apparently missed a few characters. Uh, Donatello, Raphael, and Vlad Plasmius from Do uh, Danny Phantom are in it as well. Oh, nice. Uh, and then apparently Crossplay is going to be in there. And they have these uh, new supers, which are basically Final Smashes. Uh, there. There's also mini games called Pinch the Blimps, Wackabot, and Urken Armada Boot Camp. Um, All right. So they're definitely pulling a lot more from Smash, but I think they got more of a budget with like, let's. Let's make sure we get uh, more of what people like actually like uh, about Smash and get it in there. Oh, you know what? And and according to Juan Delgado in our live audience, uh, it's getting a demo at Evo. So, oh, I mean, that's next week. Ash, Ash will be Ash able to check that be out. There, so to we got to yeah, oh, Ash, take you your go. camera. Man, let's, uh, there you go. let's find out <laughs> if it's uh, worth worth the wait. Which which is a surprisingly short wait to be honest. But I, I'm I hope that means that they yeah, what does it do? kind of identify yeah, later this the year. easy issues. Like I, I hope I don't know. I guess they're in under the belief that this will do well because like the last game had a lot of pull just for the meme potential itself, getting people yeah. pulled in for it. Like it's Smash, but with Nick characters. And I hope that this one, the, the initial impression of the first game was kind of deflating for a lot of people. Like they did upgrade it and update it a bit over time, but at that point, people just kind of weren't playing it anymore. So I hope that this still sparks enough interest so that people give it a shot and give it a chance because it does look like they're making efforts to improve it and make it uh, a lot more in line with other uh, td platform oh, no. fighters october 24th release date what are you doing oh no that is I'm gonna play right Mario around Wonder and spider-man 2 <laughs> and sonic superstars yeah i ain't got time for this yeah this thing's dead oh, oh god just... <laughs> why why would you hope here 
I mean, the thing is, a lot of times what happens is a, a first game comes out, it it doesn't hit like like people want, and the next game it, it does okay. Uh, but the next game comes out, people are a little burned from the first one, so they skip the second one, and it doesn't do as well despite it being better. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening here. Objectively, the worst. I'll, I'll literally be playing I, I, two possibly or something. Just make it like December first or right around. Right, push it. Uh, like make it an impulse buy for parents. At we're talking uh, about a week in which three legitimate game of the year contenders are all launching. Like, I guess even, I'm waiting even for if a I. Question. If I had money for four games, I still wouldn't buy this. <laughs> like... Oh, God. Stardust Whip. It's new uh, Shin Barben, uh, Barmenheimer. Nickelodeon All Superstar Mar- Star- All Superstario Superstar- Man Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Uh, Dad Alpha oh, Lion, I, I actually believe that, that even in the crowded field that is 2023, that Sonic Superstars has potential to be Game of the Year material. And I think for some fans, we'll it absolutely will be. We'll see. I, uh, yeah. I have no idea. I know if that the, the. I know. We'll I, yeah, I've not tried it or anything like that. So we'll, I, I, I'm reserving judgment. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've played it. I've played about an hour of it. Ash played a few minutes of it, and there's clear areas of opportunity. And and my whole thing hinges on if Sega fixes those. If if they That's fix okay. them and it ships with like a rock solid frame rate and good loading times, it's ooh, that's that's gonna be tough. I love a good two D Sonic. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it is a wild year. Like I know Brandon said, if it wasn't for Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin Four might be up there for a Game of the Year contender as well. And I believe it. I do believe it. So I've heard that from a few people, or it's just a I'm, favorite. And then Final Fantasy Sixteen. Like I've seen people say that that's their Game of the Year over over Tears of the Kingdom. It's a tight race. We still have friggin' Baldur's Gate and Starfield and all this yeah. other stuff. It's a hell of a year, man. Yeah, it's going to be a discussion for the end of the year. That's for sure. That's for sure. I try to play as much as I can, but I feel like I'm falling behind. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, next two are a little, uh, don't have as, as much to say about them, but they're still cool that they're coming. Uh, we finally got our uh, first real trailer for Castlevania Nocturne, uh, the follow-up to the Castlevania Netflix series following Richter, and it is coming out September 28th. As a Castlevania fan, this is my shit. <laughs> it looks this good. Looks this looks fantastic. I like the. I, somebody had the idea that the other women that we saw in the trailer are the women that um, Richter rescues throughout Rondo of Blood, and rather than them being, you know, just damsels, damsels in distress, they're like Maria, where they all have magical bil- abilities, which I'm all for. Hell yeah! Let them this... let them kick ass <laughs> in this yeah. series, man. I think like, they like, oh, hey, people like Sypha. There's even more women in Rondo of Blood. Let's make them all like Sypha. <laughs> it did Sypha so well in the original series. Like one of my favorite characters for sure. And to see that happen more with this with this as well, potentially, uh, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they're going to bring in Dracula. It doesn't seem like it so far. It's just other vampires, but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see how they... Uh, we'll, we'll see how it all comes together, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm so down. I just need to start this series. I say it every time we get Castlevania news. Oh my God. You still haven't watched it. My God, man, man, me and Netflix, we just don't hang out often. Like anytime I have free TV time, I'm playing something. And so I just, I bought this TV thinking that I would watch stuff while I work. But then when I turn something on, I get too distracted. And so I just turn it off. 
um, but I'm I'm hoping that I'll find some some peace and quiet here in in the coming weeks, and I can I can sit down and actually start watching stuff because I've heard nothing but great things about Castlevania, and I absolutely have to watch it. You do, yeah, you absolutely do. <laughs> it's a great watch. One of the, yeah, one of the best adaptations for a game in anything, honestly. So it's it's one of the ones that one of the series that's starting to like turn shift the perspective that oh video game adaptations can be really good if they put some real hard and effort into it so mm-hmm. and it is wild like they have some elements from the games but it is pretty wildly different from what it actually is so mm-hmm. yeah um and yeah uh for very just odd thing but the, the 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 woman who voiced sypha in castlevania is actually voicing the main character of pokemon horizons uh, Liko. <laughs> the new the new main Great. protagonist the, oh, wow. the, yeah. the, the one took over for ash yeah i saw the trailers for that it looks it looks really cool like to actually see the series moving forward like that it's really cool to see it mm-hmm. i think she was also uh the female party member in uh final fantasy uh was it or shadow the final fantasy one remake <laughs> final fantasy origins i think it was the one that was like dark souls yeah, she oh, was yeah, that, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. that. She was the um, female party member in that. I don't. I've God, not I played it yet. That so. too. I picked up oh, that Strange of Paradise. Strange of Paradise. Thank you. Paradise, thank you. Chaos. Right. <laughs> the one with Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got that range though. She really does. Not a remake alt universe. Yeah, that that sort of idea. Um. So yeah, there's there's that, and uh, but um, that that that's cool. I'm excited for that. Uh. Final bit, not much to say about it because it's already out. Oracle of Ages and Seasons have yes. arrived on NSO as a shadow drop. Um, you're welcome. Wow. All thanks to my <laughs> retrospective. <laughs> there we go. That's exactly what did it. Nothing else. Yep. I actually, that's, that's all I actually there is. pulled out my copy of Oracle of Ages somewhere and I mentioned like, oh, I'm going to play this someday. And now I'm like, oh, man, I got to make good on that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, th- th- but they're finally on NSO. That is cool. I've uh, I've played seasons. Have not played ages yet. Um, and you know what? I I it's, there's something about these long videos that somehow draw things in because you know I have done this for Zelda. Got that. Uh, Matt Remuscles did his for Dr- Double Dragon. He got his new game. Plus they oh, just announced a collection for Double Dragon. I forgot about that. That Double Dragon game is so bad. <laughs> Oh really? He actually seemed to enjoy it. So I just I watched his review. Shit. They sent me a copy on Switch. I I loaded it up. It might be one of the most garbage games I've ever played in my life, and I love Double Dragon. It is Oof. so disappointing, so incredibly disappointing. Like I have a video recorded. Like you know, Switch does thirty second clips. I I recorded a clip of just a level loading. Like I never got through the loading screen in that. 30 oh seconds no! For a, I wonder if they sent him a PC code, and that's game. why. Oh, it is. I I would say I played through all of Neon, and while I know that Neon was not like a great game, it smokes this thing. At See, least I've on heard Switch. Good things about Neon, where it's actually kind of fun, but yeah, I liked Neon. I I thought Neon was like a dumb popcorn game. Like you know, as long as you don't mm-hmm. engage your brain too much, you'll have a fun time. This Double Dragon, I played it for like two levels and I was like, I hate this. Like the <laughs> controls are unresponsive. The art is straight no. bad. Like, oh, I, I didn't have fun. But, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe 
on on different consoles it's better on the switch it's it's hot trash though you'll, you'll have to talk to matt about that one I, i've only yeah. seen his review he's seen the, i i saw stephanie sterling did not enjoy it hated it like you but i saw matt and he he did enjoy it so i'm like i don't have time to play it anyway so it doesn't matter to me but uh there it is. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's better on other platforms. It might just be extremely poorly optimized for Switch. If it had better better uh, load times and tighter controls, it would be playable at least. But on Switch, it's it's unplayable. Mm, that's that's unfortunate. But uh, hey, at least we got the Oracle games. Definitely play those. Uh, and uh, yeah, Switch. it should all be should all be good. Uh, but that's all the major news uh, for this week. I'm sure there's plenty of others but that's what i highlighted because you know i'm running the show today so there you go <laughs> tough luck brandon you want Ho- hoyo voice verse uh not brandon daniel Ooh. you're the same person <laughs> then, then we can get that we're so similar that uh just as a quick side note i i think brandon and i are going to play oracle of ages and and seasons side by side on stream we're going to see how that's going to turn out i don't know oh, that would be wild because they are way more different than you'd think like the opening started out pretty similar and then it's like complete left and right turn yeah i don't know if that's a good idea or not still we're, we're still figuring it out but I, I do want to play that on stream on our twitch channel so hopefully sometime soon once we're done with all our, all our other stuff once he's done being a dad playing yoshi's island on stream <laughs> <laughs> there you go getting practice oh gosh all right well we do have some more super chats uh so let's read those out before we get our patron patron on patron topics this week first up is a klaxoned who had uh a two $5 super chats. Thank you so much saying, what do you think about the ruling for easily replaceable batteries and handheld consoles with the most products needing, needing things the way they are for, uh, cur- currently for safety reasons. I'm worried the trade-off will be weaker hardware than we could, then we could be getting to prevent the battery overheating. I never thought about it from that aspect. Cause we did talk a bit about this, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm okay with it, but I'm also not a techie. So, Steve, you're the techie. What do you think about this? So, I don't think that this is... I think people are making a lot of hay on this one. I don't think that there's going to be a a massive change. Because a user-replaceable battery doesn't mean a whole lot design-wise. It means that it's not, like, soldered on and glued into the motherboard. Like... All that has to mean is that it uses a connector that somebody can be reasonably expected to be able to to undo themselves. So, you know, we're not going to go back to like the days of having like double A's shoved into the back of our, our consoles or anything. Um, what it means is that they have to provide a like a reasonable level of access to the device with tools that a normal person would have. So you can't basically it means like Nintendo's not going to be able to use like those infamous like crazy screws that they put into everything that you have to like go buy a special bit for like they'll they'll have to use like Phillips head screws which that's that's not going to matter. <laughs> and then instead of gluing the battery down, they'll have to like leave it to where you could just pluck it out with your hand once you have the back of the console off. Um and I don't think that that's really going to present like a safety issue for anybody like unless you're really bad at handling batteries um <laughs> and i don't think it's going to present like a huge design challenge however i will also say that i don't like the idea of a government agency being able to tell companies how to design their products like as long as it doesn't present yeah. a health risk or an environmental risk i don't think they should be able to say like oh you have to you know do these things um 
you know, like, does it work out sometimes for the better? Yeah. Like Europe is forcing the iPhone to get a USB-C cable instead of the crappy one that we all lose. Um, you know, but in this case, I think it's just a little bit silly. Like, I think we should be able to remove them because repairability is cool. But at the same time, I don't like people being told how to how to design their products like right to repair mm. matters. It's really important, but it's yeah, I, I'm of two minds on it. Like I wouldn't want to have to design a product with a government agency telling me what I can and can't do with it. But at the same time, 20 years down the road when I'm able to I mean, still get switch that batteries. That process like that. is also how we got that sub. <laughs> right. That's true. So, but sometimes there's good things to have as far as being people being told what to do. So it's a case by case basis. So yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the hard part. I think that I don't like the idea of stifling innovation, but I also think removable batteries probably isn't the, the hill to die on, on that one. But yeah. all, all in all, I don't think it's going to present like, I don't, I don't think what they do with their batteries is because of safety. I think it is just because it makes it harder to, you know, you have to send it to Nintendo to repair or to Apple yeah. to repair is really who they're targeting. But <laughs> yeah uh next up is rafael perez with five dollars as well thank you so much saying i got the day off secured my spider-man 2 console covers and controller and caught a live gvg cast talk about a good start to the weekend much love well much love to you thank you so much for that hope it is a great weekend yeah. i got those two man i couldn't resist uh, nice. <laughs> I, <knew laughs> I had gift cards and i was like yeah, i fine. knew you wouldn't be able to it's spider-man man i i had to uh pyrie uh, liver, liver anon, I'm going to say, uh, sorry if I butchered that. Hello from Finland with, uh, with five euros, I should say. Hello Thank from you. Finland. I recently got back into GVG and was able to catch an episode because I, I'm shaving my leg hair at 3.30 a.m. Don't judge me. Much love. Hey, no judge. You're watching yeah. us. I, Thank that's, you. That's, that's we love all, you too. That's the best thing you could be doing. And your so, icon yeah. is the best boy. I'm just going to say that. Which I can't quite make it out. It's, which boy It's a Shiba it? Inu. Oh, okay. I see it now. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, then we got Alan Wilkinson with a two pound donation saying, who would you, you want to see in all-star brawl two? Man, I got our real monsters in all-star brawl one. Um, yeah. I want, uh, I want to throw back to, you can't do that on television. Like, I don't know how you do I, it, but <laughs> I don't need a character. I need a level to be the aggro crag. Oh yeah. <laughs> the aggro crag. That's I don't need. That's all I need. I don't need. I don't need a character. Just give me the aggro crag. Crag is a level. That is perfect. I don't know if anybody's ever watched this, but uh, Chalk Zone is a really interesting series uh, to go. pull from. I think you would get snapped from Chalk Zone. It'd be like a very probably like a very Game and Watch style character where you can just create things on the stage. Um, I don't know if, if anyone's ever watched that, but I, I I really love that show. So maybe that'll happen. I hope so. Uh, got Chalk Zone. I saw somebody say um, uh, Angry, uh, Angry Beavers. I love that show as well. Oh, Daggett and Norbert. That'd be hilarious. Just to get their voice actors back, I would love <laughs> be amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, Disney Duncan said I missed one of their super chats. Where? I did not. I have not gotten to the new ones. I saw you have an earlier one, but it's not quite gotten there yet, Disney. I think... Uh, I got your first one, and that was the only one that I saw. So I apologize if I missed it, but I don't think I did. Yeah, um, we got one coming up about Tuesday. Yes, but I don't uh, with Tate, 
Yeah, I don't see any of the others. Uh, with Taniac with a $2 super chat saying, did anyone get into the Tekken 8 uh, CNT thoughts? I did not. I did. And I got into it in the weirdest way possible. Bamco sent me this gold coin. <laughs> and I'm okay. not going to show you the backside, but there's a code for the beta on it. Uh, they gave this what? to me at Summer Game Fest, and I didn't know what to do with it until I started looking up the beta test. Because the back is a QR code that takes you to the page to sign up. And so uh, okay. the beta is going on now, so I'm probably going to try it, like, tonight. I, I uh, thought the beta finished. No, it starts today, it, I believe. Oh. I, I, thought it, I thought it was this past weekend because Matt... Uh, uh, Maximilian was talking about it. Oh, maybe you're right. You might have missed it. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> I'll be I'll be right back. I gotta take care of the dog. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> if you want to uh, Disney Duncan's quick. is the next one with their five dollar super chat if you want to read that one. Yeah, I'll read that out. Um oh, okay, so it looks like oh yeah, yeah, okay. There's there's the second part of it is starts started today for PlayStation 5 and it includes Xbox. So I'm gonna take a look mm -hmm. at it tonight. Uh so I'll let you know with Taniac once I've had a chance to play it but uh disney duncan with five dollars thank you so much says tuesday i threw up an entire one hour trip home and said my first f-bomb when i got home hope it never happens again well i am so sorry about that that's uh, that sounds like a terrible time um you know having having a stomach troubles and and i mean i don't blame you for throwing an f-bomb out there i'm not gonna lie uh but yeah unfortunate hope you're feeling better yeah, mm -hmm. same here. Yeah, seriously. Jeez. Um, and apparently, okay, there's a second week because first week was only PS5. Yeah, exactly. That's I, I was doing that for the first half of your absence. Just okay, kidding. okay, sorry. <laughs> Dog was like, I want to get out, and so I had to let them out. <laughs> uh, then did, I, I'm guessing you haven't done Disney Duncan's. Why is somebody I haven't done the Elden Ring one from Disney Duncan. No wonder the dog's going nuts. Somebody's setting off fireworks. So they're freaking out. Oh, we get those around here too. Or like, it sounds like entire bombs go off sometimes out here. I don't know what they're doing in California, but they're they're wilding out there. <laughs> if they upset Kiko to the point that she wakes up, uh, Kai, I'm gonna have some words. <laughs> like you dumbasses, setting off your fireworks. Like <laughs> it's the end of July. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, no here in Arizona, it's all you're doing after is July getting pets. I did deal with that throughout the 4th of July. This is... Mm. <laughs> anyway, Disney Duncan with $2. Uh, Elden Ring is fun with you mod easy mode in it. Okay. I've not... El Elden I Ring waiting is... Here. I've not touched it. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, I think that there's a lot to enjoy about it. I think that if you like FromSoft style, it's, it's a top-tier game. But if you're casual like me, there are parts of it where you can point out some very obvious like game design weirdness. But good game. <laughs> Fun game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our uh, patron topics for the week. Uh, at, you know, as always, your, our patrons can offer up some uh, topic suggestions. And um, Daniel, why don't you start us off? So mine's a pretty easy, a simple one. It's from Jack Salmon saying or asking, growing up, did you spend any time playing in arcades? And if so, what was the experience like? Uh, we had a few arcades right around my area where I used to live over in, well, still in the Bay Area. I'm still in the same area. I never moved, barely ever. <laughs> but um, there was like one nearby. It was just in, in our mall. It was just a, a little arcade called Tilt. And uh, I remember we, we would have like uh, just all these pinball machines there, some very basic 
uh, like just your usual. You see, there was a Street Fighter over there, but I don't think I ever played it because I was intimidated by fighting games back then. I don't know if I could ever like have that kind of ability for a Street Fighter. Uh, even back then, there was this one little machine. It would spin around, and it had those pogs, like the original pogs back in the day. <laughs> those little, like, <laughs> like little, little little chips that you flip back and forth. And there was like a whole container you can keep them all in. It was a dumb little fad back then. But uh, the the bigger one that I remember is if we we, we would drive out to a, a mall that was like an hour away, and they had like a big like arcade. There was like a arcade. It was a bowling alley right next to it. Uh, inside, there was this crazy like eight player shooting game you would you would have eight people and you would all do like a co-op shooting like, like kind of like galaga but you're all fighting the, these same squadrons together i have no idea what that was and I, I never figured out what the name of it was from back then but it was so cool and um the other thing i remember most is there was a very specifically a cabinet that had the galaga and miss pac-man combo in it and i would play a lot of galaga with my dad and uh, and I would play. And then I would play Miss Pac-Man with my mom, and we kind of just went back and forth that way. And so I have a lot of memories of Galaga with my dad. He was really good at it back in the day. And uh, yeah, just a lot, of, a lot of really simple family memories like that way back then. And then when I got older, I was my first part-time job was at a uh, mini golf course and arcade. So that 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 uh, energy never quite left me growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a arcade experience. The closest I got uh, was, I guess, when I went to the boardwalk, they'd have these little mini arcades. And most of them were just those games that you get tickets from, not actual arcade games. And the best you'd get was like maybe an old Time Crisis game or something like that. I remember when I was really young, there was a pizza place that happened to have Mortal Kombat 2 in the corner. That's the best I got. There was no dedicated arcade near me as growing up. So I, I never got the arcade experience. It sucks. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I so interestingly... <laughs> uh, that's all, yeah, it's fine. It's just the way it is. <laughs> I, I think that this is really interesting. Maybe it's a California thing. I don't know. But when I lived in Northern California as a kid, my local mall also had a tilt arcade. <laughs> Uh, oh, that oh, had man. like <laughs> Dynasty Warriors and and other like early 3D games like Virtual Fighter One was there, uh, but that's not my arcade story. I just had to mention that because I had no idea. I thought Tilt was like a one-off thing. That's uh, what I thought. Yeah, I, I, I'd never seen another one. So apparently, <laughs> Daniel, we're connected by Tilt. But um, I grew up in in what I would argue is probably at, at least the silver age of the arcade scene like if not the golden age i'm old <laughs> is what i'm trying to say <laughs> um but i grew up in lancaster california and in that town we had a uh an arcade called electric ladyland which is just a freaking cool name for an arcade <laughs> um and it was like the arcade that you see in like stranger things and stuff like that where they try to show you what the 80s was like i had the 80s arcade with the weird carpet and the guy with the fanny pack with the quarter dispenser like that existed for me um and i would play just all kinds of games like final fight and street fighter 2 and mortal kombat 1 and you know i spent a lot of weekends there just my my parents would give me like 10 bucks and quarters and be like stop annoying us for a while steve just go <laughs> and i would be left there for hours oh, um wow. 
But the funny thing is, and I think that this is something that's hard to describe to people of a later generation, is that it wasn't special. Like, it, it just wasn't because it was just a fact of life. Like, you'd go to the arcade and you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to the arcade. It always still been here, felt always special to me be because it was so rare. I'd have these magazines talking about it. And the best arcade experience I ever had was I went on a Boy Scout trip to some sort of camp. And the camp happened to have like this little arcade area, which basically consisted of one single game. But it was the X-Men arcade game that was oh, six yeah. players. And they had it set so you could like you didn't need to put any money in because you paid to get into the camp. So they just set it up so you didn't put any money in. You could just hit the button as many times as you want to get as many lives as you need. So we would just beat the X-Men arcade game over and over again. That was fantastic. That nice. was a good time. Yeah, I, I think it's just one of those things that's like you don't appreciate it when it exists, like if it's something that's a part of your life, right? But mm. now, like I miss arcades desperately. Like I love the idea of being able to run into gamers and and actually just play games against randoms because there's there's so much less toxicity in an in person environment with random strangers because no one's gonna have the nuts to like tell you the awful things they say through a chat headset to your face. Like they're just they're, they're you're gonna beat someone at Street Fighter and they're just gonna either walk off or tell you good game and leave like. They're not going to you're not going to get a DM full of insults later, you know, so <laughs> it was nice like that. And I, I do miss that. But um, yeah, arcades were a special thing. I think they I would love it if they made a comeback. I still enjoy going to the ones I can find. It's it's just such a rare thing now, though. If you guys ever come by in this area, there's a round one just a few miles away from Ooh. where I live at our local mall. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's like the the pretty much the, the most core experience I can get for an arcade at this point now in, in today's age. Nice. That's awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Steve? What's, what's, what's your uh, patron topic this week? All right. So because I didn't coordinate with Daniel first, I had initially picked that same topic because it was exciting. So I'm glad Daniel did. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I hastily during Daniel's reply, picked another one. Um, let me find it. Okay, I don't have who wrote it because I copied it in a hurry, so I apologize. But whoever you are, you wrote, while licensed games are most likely hard to get on the NSO apps, GoldenEye proved that it's not completely out of the question. What are some licensed games from any of the consoles on NSO? Did I steal yours, Derek? You did, but that's all right. Go ahead. I'm searching for another <laughs> one. Let's go for it. That means we picked some good ones. That's yeah, all right. Hive Mind. We all have similar tastes. SNES, N64, Genesis, and the Game Boy line that you would like to see come to any of the NSO apps. It can be any licensed game, good or bad, regardless of how hard it see, uh, it may seem to nab. And I have, like a, Grantles, like, I have a quick shot. Thank you, Grantles. Um, I have a quick answer for this because this is one that I've advocated for here on GVG cast in the past. And that is Sunsoft Batman for the NES. Ooh, good one. I grew up with that game. I have the music memorized. I still have muscle memory for some of those levels and I probably haven't played it since the nineties. I've still not beaten Joker. I've, I've played it. I, what I actually went back and played it and I made it all the way to the Joker and I could not beat the Joker. Oh, it's such a it hard is, game. Brutal. It is brutal, but it's so good. But yeah, that would be my answer. I don't think there's a licensed game I want more to make a comeback than Sunsoft Batman. I would I would pay good money for that at this point. Uh, but how about you, Derek, since this was originally your topic? <laughs> I 
Uh, there, there's a quite a few of my I can think of that I would love to see. The first one that came to mind, though, and it, it's possible because it was part of the Genesis Mini. So it'd be, it'd be great if it came to the NSO. I want Mickey's World of Illusion or even mm. Castle of Illusion, but I loved World of Illusion. And that's perfect for NSO because you can play it online with a partner, which is the only way to get the true ending in that game. You have Ooh. to play in co-op in order to get the true ending. I never um, played that. And I have the Genesis Mini. I need to try that. Yeah, World, World of Illusion is uh, one of you plays as Donald, one of you plays as Mickey. It's fantastic. Um, just off another one uh, on the Sega Genesis, Quackshot. That's a great game as far as Disney adventure games. That one you played as Donald Duck. Uh, Little Nemo, uh, Dream Master. Would love to see that in, on NSO. Uh, yeah, those, those are the ones that come to mind immediately. Batman's, of course, another one. Yeah. For sure. I'm so glad someone said World of Illusion because I want I wanted to bring that up as well. Like I remember playing that back th- back in the day. One of my few Genesis games I had was like the Sonic series, like the all the Sonic games, uh, Vector Man and, and World of Illusion. It's the weirdest mix ever. You're like Mickey and Donald. You're like flapping your blankets back and forth trying to go through these stages. I remember being stuck on like Wonderland forever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then the weird water stages where you're in a bubble. So many weird memories with that game. It's, it's a it's an acid trip. But uh, that aside, like, I think people know, I want to see Lego Racers on N64. Like, it probably is worse than I remember it. It might be. I don't care. It's Lego Racers. You, that was the original, like, you can build your car. And depending on how you build your car, it determines your, your weight, your acceleration, and all that. You could use, like, pre-made cars if you want to. But it was fun to just do and go into the builder and make some of the most ridiculous ones. And uh, the item system is fantastic in that game because... When you get a brick, it's like it's either projectile or shield or speed boost, and then like those are colored. But if you pick up white bricks on the stage of, as well, you can upgrade that to to up to three different tiers, and you could get your boost up so high that you like warp through a, a slight portion of the stage, or like you get homing missiles for the projectiles. It was really cool. I love how they do the item system in that game, and I hope to see it come back, if not just for that reason. But yeah, Lego Racers, I. I'm waiting. <laughs> Where's the Nintendo? Nice. <laughs> I don't know if it's licensed, but you made me think of Beetle Adventure Racing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's got to be licensed, right? I mean, it's, it has the Beetle license, so why not? <laughs> I, I also have to throw out the obligatory DuckTales, even though it got re-released. I, I would take the OG NES version on NSO. I oh, mean, yeah. that's that's just a classic. Stone, stone Cold classic. Mm-hmm. Um, really, a lot of those old NES games are. Uh, you know what? It's not part of any collection. Uh, I've not played, tried it myself, but it's a co-op game. Uh, Goof Troop. Ooh, oh, I would yeah. like to I, I've heard good That's things good about one. Goof Troop. We recently so played it on stream, and uh, yeah, a great, great title. It's like a like a two-player, almost a two-player Four Swords light kind of experience. You kind of cooperate together using different items, going through the stages. Um, yeah, it was a great game. Nice. Um. So for mine, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to keep it um, sim- simple here. Uh, go with Jason Ulloas, who said, if you had to choose any game in your backlog to start playing right now from start to finish and you cannot switch out until you finish it, which one would it be? Which is a hard question because I have a hell of a backlog. But you know the first one that came to mind and the one one I really should have played by now because I worked so hard to try to find it and finally did get it, and then I just proceeded to not actually play it yet. Skies of Arcadia Legends. I Ooh. need to play that game. That's the one I would choose yeah. to be like, why haven't you played this yet, you dummy? Just Ooh, sit down man. and play it. 
just gave me an idea. <laughs> so that, that, that'd be my choice. What about you guys? Uh, so for me, it's easy because I say it every time this comes up, Persona 5. Like, I've oh, not played Persona 5. I begged for it to come to the Switch forever. It came to the Switch. I got it, and I still didn't play it. Uh, I owe that game some of my time. And I, I was thinking, I was like, man, I wish there was, like, a category of, like, game of the not year to, <laughs> to <laughs> nominate the best game I played this year that didn't come out this year. <laughs> I mean, I think we have that category. We do that. We already do yeah. that this year. Oh, well, last year, at I least. To, I need to play Persona 5, then. <laughs> yeah. You do. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm only slightly offended. It's okay. I know there's some people in chat that are a bit more offended, like Caitlin. <laughs> yes. As you do. <laughs> I, I said my bar for, for a game that's too too long is like 50 hours, and Persona 5 just blows past that laughing along the way. So. Which is funny to me because yeah. I was talking to you and you're like, um, 20 hours feels short to you. <laughs> yeah, 20 hours is is not bad. Like 50, when I start to get into 50 hours, though, that's where I start to get the sticker shock of like, oh, crap, that's a lot of time to devote to anything. And then I'm like, uh, you know, but then the, the dumb part is that I look at my Switch play log and I'm like, oh, Tears of the Kingdom, 130 hours. I can find the time. I just tell myself I can't all the time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, it's 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 rough. There's like, it's like, how do you divvy up your time for some of these things? Honestly, because there's so many different games in the backlog we could jump into, and I, I can't ever decide on like one. And I'm just because I'm just trying to play the games that are coming out now, and I can't keep <laughs> right? up. <laughs> right. I mean, like once I I know that October I'm going to have to sign off of everything that isn't a game that came out in October. Like I'm just gonna have to be like, you know what? All right, Spider-Man, Sonic, Mario, you got me. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be really hard to do the game of the not year because do we count remakes like this? Am I going to throw in Metroid Prime and Resident Evil 4? I, and... I nominated game. Uh, I, I ruled on the side of Metroid Prime being a game that came out this year because it was a net new game. And I, mm -hmm. I would definitely consider Resident Evil 4 a new game. Oh yeah, well, that's that's a remake. It's far far too different, but yeah, I, I get what you mean now. Um, but yeah, uh, well, I think that covers it for our patron topics this week. Thank you so much for those suggestions. Obviously, got us talking about some really good ones in there, so thank you for that. But we have a few more super chats to get through here uh, that came in with uh, MX Becca's with a twenty dollars super chat. Thank, thank you so you. much. Holy cow! Saying if Valve can partner with uh, iFix, I fix it. I fix it and provide parts of any of the big, any of the big three can and should. Less e waste is good for us all, y'all. Love y'all. Yeah, I didn't know about 100%. that. But there you go. Yeah. Do it. If Nintendo would give like parts to their consoles, and I, yeah, I, I don't think that would be a problem. I'd love that. Mm -hmm. uh, Save gaming with a five dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Saying just wanted to encourage you. You're making life a lot better. The good vibes always make my my day better. Love the Zelda videos, Derek. Favorite favorite series, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank really you. do appreciate that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's feeling uh, love the love on uh, Zelda, and just hope it keeps building up over time as I prepare for part three. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It will never end. It. I did not intend this for to be a year long odyssey. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Disney Duncan with two dollars. Thank you so much. Saying how do you how long do you think the uh, the strike will last? I'm guessing you mean the writers and uh, Screen Actors Guild strike. Uh, as long as it needs to, as long as these the companies are being dumb as rocks. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like I'm, the idea. I'm, of I, I'm completely on the side mm-hmm. of the strikers because this is is ridiculous. Absolutely. So, huh, well, I think with that, that covers this episode of the GVG cast. So I want to thank all of you for joining us. Uh, I'd say this was a really fun one. Some interesting topics that, that we uh, got to talk about this time around. And uh, let's go ahead and, well, of course, we wouldn't be able to do any of this without all of your support. That includes, and that's an extra special thank you to our produce, uh, patrons at the producer tier as you make this channel just happen. So thank you all for just all you do. And, uh, of course, an extra special thank you going out to all of our executive producers. And they include Brandon Bovia, Kate, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Just Brian, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D-Pad, Fesmio, Blake, Critter XD, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Vedron, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Joseph Rutkin, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Brady Power, Darchi, Becca, Killamox, uh, Sean Davis, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber CPHT, Too Much Spaghetti, B- uh, Bane 400, Askeron 809, Rioner, Rain and Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Mom, uh, Skull Kid Tiger, uh, Darksteel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, uh, excuse me, Derek, I'm still used to the old pronunciation, <laughs> Colin, <laughs> Blazestar25, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Moon Knight, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, The Entire State of Wisconsin, Jim Wakelin, Longboy Shiggy, Aramis Baramis, Dylan, Kyle the Monarch, Dad Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Blaze Collard, Eric, Cat Evie Person 5, Peyton Thiel, Mega Beatman True Blue Reviews, Young Ant, Ryan Hanley, Somnia, The Game Jamie, and Danny Walsh. Thank you all so, so much. And uh, then we got just one more super chat from Disney Duncan with another $5 saying, My top three games of the year so far are Tears of the Kingdom, Resident Evil 4 Remake, and the Xenoblade 3 DLC. Good choices all around. So yeah. That is our show for the for tonight. Thank you all so much for watching. Of course, we'll be going into our uh, post show for with our patrons. So, if you're a patron, uh, if you want to join up at the uh, uh, live audience Patreon tier, you can join us for that. That will also get you the behind the scenes recording of uh, the upcoming ga- NSO Game Club, which will eventually include some fun special guests. So, look forward to that. With all that said, thank you so much for watching. We will see you all next week for the next GVG cast as we prepare for Evo. That'll be the Evo week. So once again, I don't think Ash will be here, but uh, here with us in spirit. He's off watching fighting games. So whatever. (laughs) (laughs) you guys have a great night and take care. Till next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. We meet again.